Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip our listeners with helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. We believe true wealth is the thing money cannot buy and death cannot take away. Furthermore, we also believe our calling is to enable others to fulfill their own. And to that end, we endeavor. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Welcome in again to another episode of Wisdom and Wealth. As always, I'm Josh Clues, uh, the Senior Wealth Planner here for Carson Wealth in the Woodlands, Texas. Today, my guest is Emily Gang, the CEO of The Medicare Coach, where she is helping change the way that people make their Medicare decisions. Emily has helped thousands of people navigate uh, Medicare rules and insurance company confusion, and in doing, helping help them along the way to make better Medicare decisions for their situation. Emily has, a combined, uh, has combined her seven years of experience managing risk for Goldman Sachs and her passion for helping people to revolutionize the way people are making Medicare decisions um, to help them save time and, and ultimately money. But with that, uh, Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Josh. It's great to be here. So uh, I'm a big fan of Jonah Goldberg, and uh, he often on his podcast has, you know, research types, author types. And so his, and they typically write books. And so his, his introductory question is, you know, tell me what your book's about. Um, so my softball question, you know, introduction is, you know, tell me what your company's about, Emily. Sure. So um, we are about helping you, the individual, the person approaching Medicare to actually have the people on your back to help you navigate the overwhelming aspect of all the insurance companies, but with also all of the rules of the government. So my, I got into Medicare a few years ago when my dad was turning 65. And given my risk management finance background, I was pretty confident that I knew everything about retirement planning. But it wasn't until my dad, and I, my dad was going through Medicare that I was shocked that for as a big of a decision as Medicare is, that the government isn't super helpful. And all that we really got were daily things in the mail or calls on the phone that were nonstop. And it was just, I feel like we're just being sold a plan when healthcare is a huge part of your retirement plan, right? It's it's a huge piece of it. And so when I really, no one else was really looking at it, um, I eventually joined the Medicare coach as an Medicare advocate, right? We don't sell insurance products. We don't work for the government. Like what a CPA is to taxes, we are to Medicare. Tell people to actually do what's right for them both now and in the future. So we're basically here to be that guide to anyone who wants that independent perspective of Medicare because it's not a very fun topic, but it's a really important one to get right to ensure that you have the best healthcare but you've also are protecting those retirement savings that you work so hard for. You've you've planned for so long. It's it's kind of that final piece to make sure that everything um, that we can control is is controlled. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people tend to view Medicare as this conveyor belt. Um, they just jump on, you know, and then they fall off the other end. Uh, what would be your caveat? It sounds like you have some caveats to that that mentality. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I used to think that getting Medicare was as simple as going to the DMV and getting a driver's license. Like, isn't, don't you just join Medicare, but like, depending on what DMV you go to that, that's not necessarily simple. Um, that's true. <laughs> well, if we think that's not simple, then watch out for Medicare because it's even more of a mess. 
Um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, there are thousands of plans out there to choose from. And because I think most important is that because of Medicare insurability rules, you can't change everything in the future. Mm-hmm. So of, of the calls that I get of people, and I get the calls every day from people who messed up Medicare asking for help, it breaks my heart because at this point I can't help them, right? And so I think my, my biggest thing is that people go into Medicare very laissez-faire and just pick the plan their friend has. They think it's like their employer health insurance. They can change every year. They can figure it out. But we have a whole new level of rules. And I mean, it's a big industry for insurance companies, right? There's a lot of money at stake. And so if you're not being your own advocate, or at least understanding what the rules are, it's an, it's, it can be an absolute nightmare. I always say, look, if you're going to be healthy for your whole life, do whatever you want. It really doesn't matter. Right. But if there's even a chance that you're going to use your health insurance and you have an opinion about what you pay for it and who you can see, then it's thoughtful to Mm -hmm. be to, to have an idea of how to do the right, how to do it the right way. Absolutely. So beginning with the end in mind is what I'm hearing there for Absolutely. sure. Um, so you touched on this a, a, a minute ago, but um, from the outset, you're, none of your team is uh, got their insurance license. Um, it's, you are a strictly fee-based coach along the way, correct? That is correct. And can you walk us through how that works um, just from the outset and how you differ from different services potentially um, yeah. just at a high level? I mean, I, think, I mean, we are the leading independent Medicare right, fee-based consultant out there. We were the, we're the biggest one. Um, so everyone else, again, there's the insurance process, right? Where they get to know you and they kind of sell you a plan. And at the Medicare coach, you know, there's more to Medicare than just picking out a plan. So I want to know, again, everyone's different, Right. I want to know, are you working past 65? Because it's going to impact Medicare. I want to know, do you have a retiree plan? I want to know, do you have high incomes? I want to know, are you moving? Are you traveling a lot? Like, I actually want to know who you are. And that way we can actually, again, piece together both the government rules, but also the insurance company plans. Because most people just go and look at the insurance company plans. Like, let's get you a plan G from XYZ company but you've missed the whole Medicare rules on the other side, right? If you're traveling, it's going to impact what you choose. If you're healthy, it's going to impact what you choose. If you're moving, it's going to impact, right? When you move states, you can't always change all your Medicare plans. Like there's just, there's high income penalties, which if you don't know how to manage those. It can be a mess. Um, I had a gentleman a few weeks ago who has a high income penalty because he got money out of his um, one of his retirement accounts a few years ago. So he triggered this high income penalty and he's been paying it for years because he had no idea how to appeal it. And so there's just little things that if you know how the system, if you know how the government system works, right, which is really where we combine the, the process that a lot of people, other people miss, but there's a lot of opportunity to put money back in your pocket and also avoid the time suckingness of the government. We talk about the DMV, right? Social security can be even worse if you don't know what to do. So does that answer your question? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, my wife and I are on the board of a local uh, classical school and inevitably at info nights, there's a couple with a six month old that is anxious about their kid getting into school. So that's my parlay into, um, you know, when in somebody's, when in somebody's forties, should they start worrying about Medicare? I I joke, I joke, but when should they start thinking about Medicare? For most people, I would say start thinking about it at least 64 years old. Because everyone at 65 is required to meet Medicare rules. 
Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a lot of noise in the mail between 64 and 65 that can be really confusing. So I say be thoughtful at 64. But I mean, and I kind of go on a tangent here, but you can technically join Medicare before 65 if you qualify for certain disabilities or through mm-hmm. certain disabilities, most, most commonly social security disability. And I say that because we have clients who have kids in their 20s who are, say, have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And the parents worried because they're like, well, I'm going to retire one day. And right now my disabled child is on my health insurance. But what do we do when we retire? And so if, if the parent of the child is planning in advance, there's things you can do for Medicare then. So my point is that usually 64, there are always exceptions. And so understanding what options you have and at least having the wherewithal of most people are 64. But again, if you have a red flag like disability or whatever else, it, it could end up being earlier. Okay. So the two groups that our audience will fall into, obviously, are the, the ones that retired prior to Medicare age and then those that plan on working past uh, Medicare filing age. What would be kind of your, your words of advice to both of those camps? Yeah, I still recommend 64 and here's why. Um, I had a gentleman who I met with a couple of weeks ago. His wife is now 60, almost 65. So he's, he's 68. They're now joining Medicare together. And it, it come to find out he had to have knee surgery done a few months ago. Okay. He's on his employer plan, which he thought was, we assume that employer plans are the best option. So on his employer plan, he got his, this knee surgery done after going through his research for Medicare, he could have easily saved $12,000 by being on Medicare and not on his employer plan. So my point is that I recommend that everyone at 64, 64 and a half go through and understand what does Medicare really look like? And maybe you're better off on your employer plan when you're healthy, but maybe as soon as some event happens, you want to get on Medicare as fast as possible to save. I mean, $12,000 is a lot of money, especially when you're retirement planning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so my point is that if we can be thoughtful at 64, 64 and a half for everyone, I don't care what your situation is. It's, it's so valuable. Or I see people too, like I, I have such huge respect for teachers um, and they tend to have retiree health insurance. And so they assume that that retiree plan is their best option. Very few times is that retiree plan actually better for them than Medicare. So my point mm-hmm. is whether you're working past 65 or not, or you have a retiree plan or whatever, I highly recommend that everyone looks at Medicare from a data, from an analytical perspective and not assume necessarily that one is better than the other. Now, yes, I have clients who are better off in employer plans and delaying Medicare until they're 70 or whenever it is, but others is the exact opposite. So I know this isn't really like a totally clear answer, mm. but I, I just think it's, I've, I have seen so many people. I mean, I had another woman calling a few months ago out of Chicago who got a $45,000 medical bill because the employer plan that she thought was paying for her health insurance did not meet Medicare rules. So she got this massive, massive mm. bill. And not only mm. can I not undo that for her, when she called me in what I think was October, I couldn't get her onto Medicare until July of 2022. So people make a lot of assumptions with Medicare, but the reality is there are so many underlying rules that those assumptions can unfortunately not end up well in the long run. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and so- it's hard, right? Because it's like you pay, you paid for Medicare for so many years. Like, why does the government make it so hard? I don't know why they make it so hard, but they do. So, <laughs> yeah. So, within that that group that um, 
retires later in their 60s or potentially in their early 70s and they do have or or vice versa they they retire earlier but they have uh you know a, a company plan what are some of the pitfalls that you've found that people fall into because in our community you know it's Houston area. So there's a lot of oil and gas, the woodlands. So there's a lot of oil and gas companies and they have those different plans. What are some of the, the words of advice that you have for our listeners that are trying to dovetail those two plans? Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen some of the big oil and gas company retirement plans and I don't have the numbers at the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say those will probably be better ones that I see in Texas a lot that are not great are the Texas teacher retirement plan. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, we can, it's, there's so many different things to look at when deciding if a retiree plan or if an employer plan is really your best option, but I'm a lot like you, Josh, right? Like I, I show me the numbers, like let's, mm-hmm. let's set all motion aside. Let's look at the numbers, right? What's the premium? What's the deductible? What's the out of pocket? Am I hitting those every year? Right. Cause a lot of those employer plans, even retiree plans have four to $6,000 out of pocket costs. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, so you got to look at holistically. I want to know, are you going to get a Medicare high income penalty? Right. In that case, you might be better off on your employer plan. Um, people with expensive medications, I want to know what your co-pays are. So I think like I'm kind of getting in the weeds here, but my point is mm-hmm. like, everyone's it's different. Personalized to your situation. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I would and, say, assuming, exactly. Okay. So, um, You've mentioned the uh, penalties and things of that nature. Um, and this may, I don't know, this might not be, but w- what would be the the number one mistake that you see people making in Medicare? I'm curious. It depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, most people, I'd say if you're enrolling for sure at 65, the biggest mistake people make is not realizing how Medicare's insurability or guarantee issuance rules work. And what I mean by that is a lot of people join Medicare at 65 when they're healthy. And so they're really attracted to that free gym membership or that zero premium plan or that whatever. And they assume they can change that plan every year. And, and that can be a mistake because a lot of people, when you have health issues, do not want to be in that advantage plan. So, so that that's a mistake for them. I think for the people working past 65, it's making assumptions and there, there's assumptions in two ways. Number one is assuming you should stay on your employer plan. The second assumption is that you have to join Medicare. Medicare sends out these really scary letters. Like <laughs> I hate the government letters in general. Right. And I think we all panic when we get a letter from the government. We're like, Oh no, what did I do? Right. <laughs> but they send out these letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's true. Um, but they sent this letter with pretty bold letters saying that you must join Medicare at 65 or you may be penalized. Well, that's a really big may. So the other mistake I see people make is that they're on an employer plan, but they're so scared by the letters that they join Medicare anyway. So now they're mm-hmm. double, they're double paying for health insurance, which can be another couple thousand dollars a year unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's making those assumptions when you're working past 65, that you have to go one way or the other. Well, that's all for today. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that you are better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. If you have questions or suggestions for a future topic, please direct those to infohouston at carsonwealth.com. May you and your family encounter truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. 
The opinions voiced in Wisdom and Wealth with Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Our address locally is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, The Woodlands, Texas, 77380. Today's guest is not affiliated with CWM, LLC.